0: For the people on Discord, they know that I am a big fan of uh, Mysterious Radio, a podcast which is similar in format to our podcast where they interview different authors of paranormal books. While listening to it, I found out about the author, Craig LeFavre, in his book, The Blue Star Prophecy. I'll post a link to that episode in the show notes below. and Maybe you can listen to that first before you listen to this. And you can think of this episode as a companion interview to that one. Join me as we talk about the different topics from the convergence of timelines, humanity and Earth as a scion for other civilizations, and celestial beings that are guiding our ascension. Enjoy. To give a brief background, in the Philippines, we are... Although we are a very Catholic uh, nation, uh, it's also part of our culture to believe—you uh, could say—elementals. Um, we believe, similar to what you've experienced, we believe in tree spirits, rock spirits, mountain spirits. Sometimes there are house spirits. So again, this, these are this. These will be my, some of my questions to you, if you've experienced them. And even if, again, if we even if we are Catholic, similar to Sam and Liz. They couldn't talk to anyone growing up because they would be <laughs> shunned and they would, their parents or their relatives would say, yeah. oh, it's from the devil. It, automatically, that's the way they would react. So yeah. I remember that you mentioned in your interview that uh, you were Christian. Am I, am I correct?
1: Correct, correct. I, I grew up um, and I was baptized and went to uh, First Baptist Church uh, in a town. Uh, it's probably about 30 minutes from where I live now. Um, and I, uh, you know, my, my mother had me going to church and I stopped going after, uh, high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I always felt, um, well, I, I, I enjoyed it, but I always felt separate from it. I, I, with a lot of things I was, I hadn't discovered that I needed to search for something outside of myself, that there was, there was something missing, um, in that. That something missing was started with the first question of what is God? And that is the question that has propelled me through all of my spiritual development and made me go down many different roads and then also go deep within myself to figure out what I am and where I exist in the universe and how everything is tied together.
0: I think that's uh, one of the messages of your first book that everything is one, right? Is am I correct?
1: Correct, correct. That is that is the number one message throughout uh, both uh, Blue Star Prophecy and the uh, Vessel of One. It doesn't matter who the message is coming from because there's many different sources that I'm channeling. Yeah, and they're on the side of light. They're on the side that wants to see humanity elevate to the next level and to, to see us, you know, see the flower finally open to yeah. where, uh, our species evolves and we're able to connect with the rest of the universe and connect on a spiritual level, a physical level uh, the energetic level, the and open up kind of to the um, the quantum mainframe that exists exists around us in the universe.
0: It was very timely because again, I checked the when you had that interview with um, Mysterious Radio. I think it was September, October last year, and early this year. Actually, this was the only that was the time it was open to me personally. That the ideas and all of that. Again, uh, more people were seeing spirits and entities, and again, it matched with what you were saying for that interview last year, that uh, it, it's happening, it's coming, the the ascension is in progress at the moment.
1: You're absolutely correct. It's important to recognize and look at all the facets of everything that's going on around us. I know it's very obvious that we're going through this this kind of very dense period where We're having to look at our humanity and face our own darkness. And I know a lot of people might perhaps be feeling down because of the energy that we're moving through, but this is necessary because it is part of our karma. It's part of our process to get through um, this cycle. And I was given a vision recently. I was, I was, was it a week or two ago? I was walking in New York city. And I was thinking about this energy and how we're moving through COVID. And I'm, I'm myself just getting over it. Now I'm actually quarantined Mm -hmm. in my basement, but we're, if you can imagine that, you know, our universe is moving through almost like a giant funnel and it's big on one end and it's getting very small on the other. Mm -hmm. And as, as we're moving through that funnel, you have all these different timelines and each different timeline is a different color. Mm. And at, at some point, each of these timelines are going to start to coincide. And then some of these dimensions are actually going to collapse into each other. So things may get very strange. People may all abruptly seem completely different to you, but there's this, Kind of uh, amalgamation that is occurring, where everything is being kind of slowly compressed into uh, a, the next reality and the next dimension, if you will. And I believe that's kind of the footprint that ascension is, is leaving behind for us. And uh, it's important to look at the little tiny things around you. And you know, I'm sure you've heard of the uh, Mandela effect, yes, where people reporting. You know different things that you know from when they grew up till yes. now, and you know a lot of these are like food products or TV shows. Yes. Um, you know, I I had seen one in my own life, and uh, a friend of mine, you know, in part of my circle, uh, you know, it, she always drives the same car, this Jeep. And I one day i was like, when did you uh, did you trade in your other one? Do you, you I thought your car was white? No, it's always been tan. Mm-hmm. no I distinctly yeah. <laughs> remember that it was white yes <laughs> and, and then the, the light bulb occurred you know it it was one of those moments where oh I need I need to really be observant of my universe around me I need to look at all the little nuances because the changes that are occurring can be very subtle um and it might not just be blatantly obvious to everybody and some people may still be asleep as we're moving through this yes. but part of ascension is for people to hopefully start waking up but at some point when this this energy gets really tight some people may be missing and stay in the lower the lower dimension where yes. you shift to another timeline of uh fourth and fifth density yeah so there there is going to be um some abrupt changes that we we move through and how how we are able to perceive them is yet to be determined
0: Craig is that the, the the trinity point you mentioned in your book or is it a different one that merging
1: yes correct correct absolutely yeah absolutely it is okay
0: before we get to that uh, I've actually ha- I have a one page uh, questionnaire here <laughs> again I, I prepared for this I hope you don't mind but again let us know if you um, I'll just let you know if you if you need to go pa- part of the people we attract who listen to us are people who are abilityd and we're finding out the more we put out episodes, the more people reach out in the Philippines who have these abilities and they haven't been saying it to anyone because, again, it's that the, the, the Catholic or the religious uh, faith has been stopping them from believing it or accepting it. And uh, what I want them to hear from other people of with abilities and sensitivities like you is, how did it start for you? Because I will skip some parts because I heard in your other interview, you said that when you were a teenager and you had... Depression. Your parents got you. I uh,
1: I was I was seeing a therapist uh, on and off for depression, and the uh, therapist had uh, you know trained me how to do uh, you know progressive muscle relaxation, uh, a form of meditation. And uh, for some reason, I I really really grabbed onto it, and I uh, I got into it, and I, I was very diligent about it. And uh, I, I, part of me, I, I must have recognized it. I, I felt like, oh, this this is it. So I, I started um, doing that. And I had always kind of been into kind of paranormal, into books about ghosts and uh, aliens and watching all that kind of stuff. And it always fascinated me ever since I was young. But this kind of connected the two points. And I started working on and and studying uh how to achieve an out-of-body experience Mm -hmm. this is something I wanted to pursue and I would get into these very deep relaxations and you know I I started having some visions kind of seeing stuff and I I couldn't make heads or tails of it as to what it was and I was moving through this tunnel this gray tunnel and it was segmented so there it was like almost like boxes all connected to each other, and yes. I, I for a while I kept having this experience of moving through this this long tunnel, and then after like a few months I had this breakthrough, and it completely destroyed everything that I thought the universe was or my rea- reality was, and this happens for a lot of people that kind of become spiritually awake, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. these psychic gifts start emerging because it popped it pops your reality bubble and i was all of a sudden i after going through this long tunnel and i'm going and i'm going again i i'm i'm looking down through a hole in the floor Mm -hmm. and i can see a, a a baseball field and it's bright green and you know i'm on my hands and knees and i'm looking through this square i'm looking down at a baseball field and I'm like, this is really weird. And then I look up across me because I can feel somebody watching me and there's this E.T. staring right back at me. <laughs> yeah. We're in the ship together. Okay. And then, wow, <laughs> I was right back in my body.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I won't skip to that part first, but uh, again, uh, I want to hear your, let's say, I mean, it's cliche, but it's your origin stories first. Before that, Before those sessions, were you able to experience other things first? For you, was it after these meditation sessions?
1: It was mainly after that, but mm-hmm. I was always, I was always quote unquote, uh, a sensitive child. Okay. It, it, my, I had uh, great emotions. Um, that I guess was the beginning of um, my, my psychic gifts and I had no idea what that was. I just knew that I felt different than other people. And there was a lot of people that I, I couldn't relate to. Mm -hmm. I always, I always felt separate from them. Um, It seemed like people made friends and stuff very easily. They could connect with other people, but I just, something about people around me didn't feel natural or correct. Um, Maybe because as you, if you come from other places, um, you know, as being like a, a universalist or a, a, a star seed, yeah. um, you you come from planets and universes where everybody knows each other's thoughts and can see plainly who you are. There is no hiding behind this this three D veil that is is humanness. Yes. We, we hide all of our emotions. So it, it was. I I was sensitive. I just didn't know what it is, and then. Yes. I started opening up to it and then it really just started kind of exploding for me. And I never pictured myself then where I would be now and what I would be doing and working with. But it's, um, it it has been a very interesting journey. (laughs) To
0: say the least. Yes. Um, (laughs) Craig, uh, again, uh, I'm, I'm pointing back to your interview in Mysterious Radio and, you had a lot of things that you were already practicing i think uh, partially you skipped part of the r- part of your story and uh, what i want want to know is when you were awakened when you started realizing and started seeing things and communicating with i mean channeling and communicating with uh, ets and other spirits and entities mm-hmm. who trained you was there someone who was a constant that mentored you through it because again the things you said like your angelic bands for protection they sounded like uh i'm not sure if you learned it on your own or was there someone who guided you
1: uh the the protections most of that i taught myself uh mm-hmm. some of it i've had a lot of teachers along the way um the first teacher i kind of stumbled into um was a, uh, a witch that worked in this new age metaphysical bookstore. Mm-hmm. And I hung around with her for a while and she, she wasn't about, you know, pushing her thoughts and beliefs on yes. me or any of that. She was just knew that I was interested in kind of a broad range of, of the phenomenon. So I would ask her questions and she had done some readings for me. Uh, we had done a reading or two, a couple readings together on a Ouija board. I had, uh, you know, been exposed to a lot of things, and then when I was spending time with her, more of the ET um, information started coming through, mm-hmm. and something very significant happened. I was at um, one of these stores, and she's like, "Well, if if you go downstairs, they have a um, a copper pyramid. You can go meditate under it, and they had this this nice." really big handmade copper pyramid and they had this really like large crystal mounted on the top of it this large quartz crystal and it was wrapped in copper so I'd gone down there and this is a space they use for teaching classes or whatever and so I, I went and meditated and all of a sudden in my mind's eye I see these two ETs standing right there before me like I'm standing in the same room with them and i was like what <laughs> so <laughs> i i ran upstairs and i'm like you're not gonna believe what i just saw and yeah so we we sat down at the the board that they had there and um we figured out who they were and uh, they were my two main spirit guides mm-hmm. and they they are also uh my extra tra- on the et side they're my parents okay so these Two beings have been with me here this whole journey and have kind of been uh, supporting me from the other side and yes. helping me transition into this knowledge. Um, it has not been easy whatsoever. A lot of it I've had to fight for, and I the biggest obstacle has been my own fear. Yes. Um, because when you... The hard part about being here on Earth is that you have to experience the great forgetting. Yes. Each time that you're born, you open your eyes, you're, you're dis- you're disconnected from everything. Yeah. Opposed to when I have my ET lives, I have a new body. Boom. My consciousness is right there. Yeah. I can see the entire say the entire pathway across the universe mm-hmm. of the different lives that I've lived. Yeah. And I am bringing forward that knowledge. We're here. You're starting at this low, very low density of 3D. Yes. And you have to fight your way through the fog in order to open yourself up to remember. And it's a slow process. It's, I mean, you could liken it to almost like the kundalini being drawn up within you mm-hmm. in this, this, this energy that emerges. And as it does, it's like a tree. And these all these branches go out back into the universe. And as you flower, you begin to experience all these other things that were once part of you. And that has been probably the greatest reward of the, uh, my personal spiritual journey is to relearn and reconnect mm-hmm. with some of these uh, beings, um, especially through channeling. And one of those beings um, uh, I might have mentioned previously, or you've read about my book, was uh oh and his full name is octopi Mm -hmm. and he was as you may have if you've read all my work you'd know he's this basically a hundred foot long octopus kind of squid creature okay and it just by chance able to connect with him in one of the classes i was doing with a friend of mine and we were using different crystals and you know tuning into them and uh You know, learning how to communicate with the spirits that's attached to them and what have you and what energy they were uh they have. So this one crystal was Moldavite. Yes, uh, which is insanely powerful if you work with it. Mm -hmm. And I was working with that and I was able to connect with this energy. And over a period of time I've kind of built a relationship with him, but he was uh on board one of these massive ships that the master builder race had. And these are ships that are made out of stone. Yes. And, and in the news, you probably heard David Wilcock or some other people talking about, uh, I, how is it pronounced? Awamu wamu or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this big stone shaped object that entered our our galaxy here. And then they were studying it and trying to figure out what it was. Yes. Um, but this is, one of those those remnants. Now the Master Builder race is now extinct, but he was in part used as a navigator on one of those ships. And they ended up punching a hole into this this area of space by accident, you know, kind of getting lost. Yeah. And we're here. And then he oh describes how he's the navigator and how when you're moving through space you're moving in 10 directions at once. And when you're moving, you're sitting still. So when you're, when you're looking through like the uh, time-space continuum that you're moving through, you're often looking back at yourself. In order mm-hmm. to move through it, you have to come the other way. It's it, how we, for, from the human perspective, how we understand space and time is completely wrong because time is a paradox, it doesn't exist. And everything, we, we need to look at the universe as everything is happening all at once, and everything is alive. So when you go out into the universe, when you're astral projecting yourself out there, it's, you have the sense of everything is vibrating, everything is breathing, mm-hmm. that the, the universe, it's like if you take a tablespoon of, of water from the ocean, you're going to see under the microscope that it's filled with life. The same thing can be said for uh, the universe. It is absolutely packed with life.
0: We, we actually got to talk with, uh, again, this, this was another revelation for me when we got to talk to this psychic in the Philippines. And we started talking about uh, spirits because uh, for for people who have just been starting to follow the paranormal, or believe in this these stuff, it's all spirits and cryptids for all of them. And the more, the deeper you go, the deeper you realize that it's <laughs> it's a bigger it's a bigger paranormal world, especially with uh, ETS. While we were talking about um, spirits and elementals, I asked her about ETS, and then she opened up and. And then we found out that she was a starseed. She is a starseed. Mm-hmm. And her she had communication also with uh, ET. She does plant-based uh, medicine. Mm-hmm. When they do that in a circle also, they get to communicate with the uh, Pleiadians and sometimes the Syrians. Mm-hmm. She also mentioned that that time, from her communication with the, the ETs, time is supposed to be a gift for us. Yeah. It's a construct. It's a construct that is given to us. But yes. technically, there is no time. But... One thing she mentioned that, again, mirrors what you say, say in the book, actually. When I asked her about the Greys. She told me, do you know what they told me about the Greys? The Greys are us in the future, and we are in their past.
1: I've heard that, yes.
0: Yeah, we are in their yes. past. And you mentioned in your book that uh, the Greys, they destroyed their timeline. <laughs> they destroyed yes. their timeline. So technically, we are them. Is, is that the same thing you're...
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, because one of the things that one of the revelations that we need to have right now is that our spirituality hasn't caught up to our technology yes and that is that is a very dangerous thing and we're we're building these uh super colliders and all kinds of instruments because we want to understand what the breath of god is mm-hmm. when all you need to do is look within inside yourself all you need to do is look in another human being's eyes and you can see the universe looking back at you it's just we need to shift our perception about everything mm-hmm. and we we're born in again we're born into this world where we're we're coming in having forgotten and maybe part of the gift is how we get to rediscover ourselves and be reborn in a sense uh, to spiritually awaken but we, we go through these cycles over and over again. And it, as the soul reaches one level, it'll descend and come into other lifetimes and physical universes and play out different roles and then take that energy back to spirit. But at some point there's a collection point, the universe goes in cycles that are beyond our time and understanding where it breathes out and the universe grows and then it takes a deep breath in yeah and everything comes home mm-hmm. and we the best way or the way i look at it is that to simplify things is there's light and there's darkness and we can either choose to follow one path or the other but eventually even those that are following the path of darkness are going to be have, have to be brought back to the light at some point mm-hmm.
2: Gr-
0: greg we, we talked to this, uh, since you uh, also channel, actually, we talked to this girl in uh, Amsterdam and uh, she joined the group. They were uh, doing, um, not really experiments, but they were summoning other entities and she would be the channel for these entities, she told us. But she stopped because something bad happened to her. But one of the beings she channeled, which I haven't encountered in, in your book, I'm not sure if I haven't gone there yet, she channeled the time spirit, she said. It was a grumpy, <laughs> it was a grumpy old spirit. And when it would channel into her, she would see the timeline. Similar to what you were saying at the start. She would see the timeline, she would see the the Nexus points and all that. And I was wondering if uh have you also communicated with this time spirit or something like him.
1: Not that I'm aware of now. No. Mm. no. Okay. It's uh I I, I sometimes I receive um downloads and that is it's only been a few times that that's happened honestly or that I'm like consciously aware of but it's it is like you you receive a almost like a a capsule that goes into you and then it just explodes and it it grows (laughs) out and then all this this information kind of comes to you and it's it is really one of the most bizarre sensations and that's at the, uh, the, very, the very last um, channel that is in Blue Star Prophecy was actually a um, download. And that was, um, looking right here, uh, called the uh, Great Singularity. Mm-hmm. And I was laying in bed in the morning and that, that whole story just kind of emerged in my head. <laughs> and I was like, where did this come from? Yeah. and um, it, I, I can read it to you really quick if you yeah. want to. Yes, okay. So this is called the Great Singularity. Picture, if you will, a dusty gray planet about one and a half times the size of your Earth. This planet has a name, which is pronounced Trotter in your Earth language. Trotter is about 500 billion light years from your present location in the Milky Way galaxy. Trotter started off as a dusty, barren planet with little to no atmosphere at all. This remains the same until one day a series of asteroids strike the surface with massively devastating effect. What's important here is that the asteroids contain enough frozen water, which just happens to be the basic building blocks of life. Fast forward a billion years, and you'll see Trotter now has an atmosphere water, and the basic life forms, none of which resemble Earth. As more time passes, this biology evolves even further, becoming its own sentient life form with its own concepts of identity and creation. Millions of years later, this life form on Trotter becomes an advanced culture. At some point beyond this, the life form splits into 12 separate races and leaves the planet behind moving out into the universe. This is what's known as the factor of 12. This is in in this factor of 12 that we know life began and spread out among the stars. This one planet gave life to all life. This is known among us as the great singularity. It is in this perspective that we now know and view the universe. We are the Pleiades, and we too are a seeding race. Our biology among others, is moving out across the universe by a factor of 12. Your 12 strands of DNA were no accident and were by our design only. And no, we are not playing God here. And as you like to say, no, this isn't for our ego's sake. Rather, we know and acknowledge that the universe is alive and breathing. Life didn't just create life. There had to be a single point of origin before there could be a single point of origin, there had to be a thought, a single point of intent. The universe wanted to meet itself. So here we are, your neighbors, the Pleiades. Greetings from the great beyond and greetings from the great singularity.
0: So to ask the question, Craig, so are you a, a, a Pleiadian starseed?
1: Uh, y- yes. Okay. Yes, I, I mean, they. I... I kind of mainly identify as that, but um, the more the more that I kind of spread out and receive information and meet different facets of myself, um, the less I identify with that. Now I Mm -hmm. used to be very very hung up on that. Okay, (laughs) you know that was like the center of my world. Like, oh my God, yes, this. Now I I'm just like, no, that was just that was one of. A billion lifetimes. Um, you know, I, I've I've spent time in many different worlds, and some are physical forms, some are gaseous forms. Uh, this this one Earth has been close to fifteen hundred lifetimes, and uh, yeah. when when I leave here, I'll go home and collect with everybody else, and then decide what's next. But this is uh, this one one little journey for me and that's what people need to recognize that these lives are very precious but they're only one of many thousands that you will have and we uh we need to tap into those other lives that we have and start relearning who we really are because we are so cut off and a lot of our religions don't acknowledge that we come from uh that we come from source really, and that we come and go from that energy. Yes. And this, it, this isn't just one trip. And that's the hard thing for people that are kind of ingrained in religion to understand that, you know, I, I live and then I go to heaven. Well, it's not that simple. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, it was never, it was never that simple. The, the universe is, is constantly discovering what it is and experiencing itself and even when you get to the point where you ascend to the highest point and you meet source again source is going to turn around and say okay now i'm sending you back out in the universe now you're going to do this again Mm -hmm. and now you're going to teach other people and you're going to be this type of person and these are the lessons i'm going to set up for you so the the grand scheme of things is there it is a it is a living breathing organism that we are part of we are just one of the little cells in the body of of, of god
0: greg uh i'd like to ask you what are your theories as to wh- how we were why why were we seeded i mean it, it from 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 what you said the the great singularity is mm-hmm. uh they're saying that mm-hmm. i'm not saying i mean uh a layman's term is i mean it's, it's an experiment we were an experiment we were seeded here
1: well yeah it's i mean there's been races that have come and gone from this planet. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing, you know, we had the Lemurians, um, we had the Atlanteans and there, there has been others that have come and went too. and the Bible talks about the giants being here that, that, that also happened. Um, And then we, we have to, one of the stories that is being played out from the biblical standpoint is that we are a fallen universe. We're in this dark kind of darker 3d density universe. And mm-hmm. that's why we have the angels here to help us. They're here to help lift uplift this planet and to help it ascend back to where it was supposed to be. Um, where darker energies came in, but getting back to the ET thing and why are we here? What's the point of the human race is uh, there's there's many reasons. One would be that humanity is the scion for other species to be brought off of. And the scion is like, uh, if you look at... Um, like if you have an apple tree and every, you want another Macintosh apple tree where you take a piece, you have to cut it off mm-hmm. and then you stick it in, in the rootstock mm-hmm. and that creates the tree. Okay. So you can use humanity's base DNA yes. as, a, as the, uh, the scion, which is the rootstock, and you can create other hybrids, other uh, civilizations and other species. As a lot of people that have been abducted have reported that they have uh, hybrids um, that they're related to. Um, so, I mean, there's a great deal of biology that's going on here. We've brought in, there's been other species, you know, the dolphins, whales, et cetera, have been brought in here from other, other planets to stabilize the energy, uh, the, the killer whales too, which were related to the, uh, the a tree from another planet. So we have to look at everything that is here, as being from somewhere else, and we're we're creating a, a new stepping stone, I think, for the uh, the evolution of the universe. And I think one of the best ways they've used to describe it and why they're here, and also intervening with us, um, outside of like dark negative conspiracy theories, is that you know we have this right from your solar plexus. There is this cord that connects through all of us through all of your lineage of your dna heading up the line and now we're at the point where that rope is really extremely tight they can't move forward until they move us ahead we are all tied together in the spiritual web of the universe so if we're going to ascend or rather they are going to ascend to the next level they need to bring us along with us we are their brothers and sisters
0: uh, since you mentioned about uh, the the negative side of the 80s, because again, uh, when we asked the Starseed fr- from here in the Philippines, she told us that uh, like people, they're also negative-aligned. She wouldn't say really evil because it's more, uh, her explanation was the positive-aligned are for others. They work for others. They they do things for others. And the negative-aligned are they do things for themselves. Is that- yes,
1: there is service to self and then there's service to others. If you, if you're in the paradigm of your service to self, and there's a lot of people on the planet that have taken that attitude, yes. then uh, <laughs> you will definitely attract that uh, dark self serving energy. Um, and you know be the people that worship false idols as they say and um, you know be more concerned about having a a name brand pair of sneakers than you are about (laughs) uh, helping someone out today you know it's it's uh, become very blatant you know that's (laughs) where we are in this timeline it's very very obvious as to who's light who's dark and who is self-serving you know it's it, it is very interesting to to look around as to what's going on. We are definitely being forced to look in the mirror at our, our humanity.
0: We, we also got to talk to this young uh, uh, boy. I mean, he was maybe in his 19 or 20 years old. And he we got to, we re- reached out because a friend told me he was seeing um, reptilians and uh, greys all around. And he's I'm not sure if you've been seeing this, I mean, you can tell me you've been seeing the same things because he said because of COVID they're all around us now and they're feeding off all this negativity and all that. Have, have you been experiencing this as well?
1: No, no. I, um, I am very well protected. Mm. Um, I, they are not even allowed in my zip code. So it's (laughs) uh,
0: I want to live there.
1: (laughs) It is nothing that I even, I even worry about. I, I have, had to have experiences with uh you know uh detaching demons from this this place too and pushing them to the other side but um i wouldn't i don't even worry about it um, they're well aware of who i am but i i have uh every day i wake up i create positive intentions i pray um, I have my angels with me as well, and uh, my ancestors. So no, that is there's that is nothing I ever need to be afraid of. I'm okay. very aware of it. <laughs> and I give a healthy respect to it. Um, okay, I, I'm, I I know I've I have had other lifetimes on, you know, on the dark side as well. And mm-hmm. I, one of one of my past lives was as being a reptilian. And uh, it was, you know, really dark, really scary stuff. And uh, I, yeah, I definitely want to be on this side of uh of things.
0: So so you've learned from that from that life if I am to take that message.
1: Very very much so, yes. yes.
0: Um again, we try to understand, we try to understand the things that uh people have been experiencing and one particular uh entity that we just discovered what I think maybe 3 or f- maybe last month was uh this entity which people describe as the hat man. And one uh, one of our friends um who we again we just met through the podcast. Uh we met her around again less than a month ago. Uh she reached out to us and then a few weeks after she discovered through another contact of ours that she was a Pleiadian also. And her experience with this hat man was when she was five or six years old this entity would come into her room and yank her from her body. So her astral body would be yanked out. And that entity would bring her to this endless corridor from her description. And again, by chance, by chance, we met another girl. Just to, I was just talking to another person who was open up, opening up about her story. And she described the same thing. And so I, I connected them in the call and they completed each other's sentences about this place this endless corridor and uh, it it seemed as if this hatman or this entity they described the same person they described the same person they described the same place they were completing each other's sentences they were this entity was collecting uh, uh, ability their psychic children Soul. so oh yes yeah so i i'm not sure if i, I mean heard. i haven't
1: i haven't experienced that directly but the place the place that they're speaking about is called the void. And when, when demons are cast out and you know, cursed, locked away, they end up in the void. And this is kind of this space that is outside of time and space. Um, it is beyond description as to like what it really is and how it exists. But um this is something that's real, that that happens to people. And when the thing is, people, when they have these experiences, if hopefully it wakes them up, and they realize that they need to get centered and, you know, start connecting with lighter, more positive energies Mm -hmm. and protecting themselves psychically. In our society, when you're growing up, you you tell your mom and dad like oh there's a ghost in my room, shut up and go back to bed. Yes. There's no such thing as ghosts. Yes. And then my my dad used to tell me you know at the one of the firehouses he worked at I'm like oh yeah it's, there's a ghost there whatever and I'd always when we drove past it I remembered that and I was infatuated with knowing what that was, yes. and I'd ask him every time oh there's no such thing as ghost shut up I was just teasing you, <laughs> but he wasn't he wasn't lying though no. so it's yeah. uh you know it. <laughs> We we have we have a culture where we especially here in America where we don't teach people how to protect themselves. the the power the power of intention the power of prayer surrounding yourself with white light, um, you know, connecting with a uh, you know Metatron. Uh, you know with michael gabriel and these these energies that are here to uplift the planet are are very very powerful and we need to utilize them that is why they are there but we're not being taught that we're being held and and suppressed in this area of like almost like a media blackout yes no information is getting out and you you really have to like kind of hit this low point in your life where you're like what's going on here? Something's not right. I, I need to find something else. And I, I, I had hit that low point in my life too, through depression. And I was searching and searching and searching for years and years. And like, there's something else. There's something I'm missing. There is something I can't define that is right there in front of me. I know I'm missing something. And that it was that's kind of part of the path that you follow as a star seed is to rediscovering yourself. And Everything in this, this giant contiguous universe, it's, it's all related. There's no separation from ghosts, spirits, uh, cryptids, and aliens. I mean, we all are living within different dimensions of each other, and they, they are all connected. Um, people that are experiencing abductions are, um, I would say, uh, experience high strangeness, where you have uh, different strange psychic things happen in your house and around you. Yeah. You know, I, we've we've had <laughs> many strange things happen uh, to, to us. I mean, yes. When we first moved into our house, um, you know, before we had our child and everything a long time ago, it was, you know, probably two or three in the morning and all of a sudden a coin drops on the floor. And my wife's like, did you hear that noise last night? I'm like, yeah. She's like, "There's there's a half dollar on the floor. I'm like, "What? She's like, "Did you leave a half dollar on my uh my bureau?" I'm like, "No, I don't have any half dollars. Nobody uses that." So I'm like, "So I still have the half dollar. It has my date of birth on it, 1974. <laughs> and things things can drop out of the void and things can disappear in the void." So when my my daughter was born, she was kind of very very psychic mm-hmm. she used to talk to you know our my wife's uncle walter and her grandfather jaji and she'd be laughing they'd be telling her stories and she would tell us that they're going fishing and things like that mm-hmm. and then at one point like around five or six boop, she shut it off it was no more yeah and that kind of happens here but um when she was younger uh two things that happened that were really funny it was she was taking all the black olives and sticking them on her fingers and you know little kids do that and then eat them off their fingers and she had dropped one of them on the floor so you know my wife's like oh she dropped it and I'm like oh okay let me I'm looking around I'm I'm looking at the floor she's looking at her side of the table I'm like where the hell did it go I don't know look under the radiator so we look under the radiator no the olive's not there so the olive disappeared into nothing and then it was years later, I'm sitting at the table in my same seat mm-hmm. and I look down and the gosh darn olive is by my foot and it's all <laughs> shriveled up and hard. Yes. Like it fell through time. Like, yes, yes. It, and she had done another time. It was, she had dropped her, you know, those children's utensils, the little forks, and you know, you know, like big plastic handle and it's bright pink. She yeah. had dropped that on the floor. That thing disappeared and never came back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In the Philippines, we would attribute that to our smaller friends, the dwarves. Um, Yes, yeah, they—they again, they are from the people we've talked to. Apparently, they are sometimes playful, and they like to. Again, if if you think about it, these are stories from from fairy tales and all that, but it happens to people here and they have experiences and they have seen it that again they take the things and they keep it <laughs> unless you give them chocolate or talk to them and tell them about it But mm-hmm. go, going to that have have you you said that uh, again in the mysterious radio podcast that you've seen um fairies and again here uh, we consider them as uh, earth elementals actually but mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. your experience where did you see or where did you um
1: it- the first time I had seen when I was in my bedroom, my parents' house, and I was listening to music, I was hanging out of my bed, and this is the time I started working with or discovering a lot of the spiritual stuff, and I was reading different books on all different subjects, mm-hmm. and I had just happened to look over at my alarm clock, and there's this little fairy with, you know, you could see her outline and mm-hmm. kind of like a little bit of her clothes, and she had like a bobbed haircut. Mm-hmm down to like her chin and maybe I don't know five inches tall or so Mm -hmm. and she was sitting on my alarm clock and then she just kind of disappeared and then Mm -hmm. I had connected with them in my house when I was meditating one day I wasn't seeing them but I was aware of them I knew that they were there and they were telling me how reality was like um like a, a what we say like a phone book mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the, the, when I was growing up in the eighties, we had these phone books that yes. were three inches <laughs> yes. thick and yes. they are, if you, there was no internet. So if yes, you wanted yes. to find a plumber, <laughs> yeah. you would spend five minutes looking through there yeah. like, okay, I guess I'll try this guy. Um, but they, they equated reality to being like a phone book and all the dimensions are pressed in next to each other. It's just that we're, we, are taught that we're only living in this one, and that there's nothing above us, or below us, or beside us, and that's you know part of us trying to break out of this uh, reality matrix. And when we spiritually evolve, we are literally breaking out of of the matrix that we were born into, and we we start seeing and perceiving different things. When you expose yourself to do to new information and knowledge. That has an effect on you, Mm. even though you're you're not like saying, you're not immediately say experiencing it. Like, oh, I want to have an out of body experience. I'm going to read about it. Damn it, it didn't happen. But there's still something that transpires in your DNA that you are unlocking Mm. by acquiring all this knowledge. It's not going to waste. You're you are feeding your spirit. And people need to realize that that when you start opening up and accumulating different knowledge, the world will start to look gradually a little bit different for you.
0: But me, I personally, I, I haven't experienced this stuff. But w- will I want to see the? <laughs> will I want to see the world for what it really is?
1: <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely. And the more the, the more that I learn and the more that I see there there's a humor to it I, I i you know i know that there's a lot of sadness going on in the world right yes, now yes. but we we have to we have to realize that this is just a play yeah that we we each as these human beings are playing um a character for our soul mm. and we are we are also living sino, simultaneous lifetimes and this is one of the other things that i experienced through through dreaming as i experienced my parallel lives. And Mm. this is one of those things that will definitely hurt your mind when you start to see it. And you start waking up in these, the Native Americans called it spirit walking. But you start waking up in these different bodies and then you start to see the repetition and you start to look around in the dream. Oh, this is different. Oh, my career is different. Oh, there's a hill in my backyard going up to my neighbor's house. where here, it's flat oh, there's a fence on the side there. So I started keeping track mentally of the, how this, the this universe is laid out a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that are so different, it's like you're in like a sci-fi movie. So we we are very vast in who we are. And that's one thing that people need to understand. We are not these just these little singular points of energy that we think we are here in these human lives. we it is they they call it the fingers to the hand each of these lives are, are the fingers to the mm. hand that we're we're experiencing and as you start to expand your consciousness new things will start to f- fall into this reality the channel that I, I was talking to my cousin who's a psychic yesterday about this and I was rereading blue star prophecy. And, you know, when I go back and re it's a strange experience to reread your own book when you channel stuff, (laughs) because it, it it feels like you never wrote this. Yes. Yes. And we, one of the things that came up was from Noah and it was channeled through the Godhead was Mm -hmm. that we were going to be up to our necks in water. Mm -hmm. And I'd wrote, written the book back in 2017. And then I'm thinking, I'm sitting here outside, and I'm thinking about all the floods that are happening, I'm like, oh my God. And the point I wanted to draw us back to with the ETs in people believe they don't believe, we have yet to discover what reality is. We do not know what reality is. We we grow up in a world and a culture, you go to school, you learn your ABCs, you learn one, two, three, you learn basic math and this is how we're describing the universe and takes you it takes you spiritually and completely in the wrong direction the first thing we need to realize about ourselves is that we're energy that we out also exist outside of time and space that we have an oversoul that we are these these spiritual energies and we are just in school learning here
0: yes uh greek uh, one of our the people here has a question. Um, can you choose your next life? Meaning when you go back to the source, is, do you get a choice or um, is it like a random thing?
1: It, it, you will meet with people and they will help you decide as to what you're going to achieve next far as your soul goes. Um, there is in the universe there is if you've read any of Dolores Cannon's work there's what's called the um, the tapestry and the universe like computers recording every lifetime that you have and just the earth does the same thing for every lifetime that you have here there is a, a record in in Gaia in the kind of this this crystalline structure that is around him around her in the like a quantum mainframe computer it is all recorded. It, it is all here. Everything will be built upon the next thing. That is unless you're not evolving, you're spiritually stuck, where you're just going to be thrown back right into another body. And this kind of almost becomes like a a, pri- a prison and you become more and more and more negative in your, in your cycles. And it's going to be harder to fight your way out of it. So me personally, once I'm done with this, when I'm going home and I'm staying with my family for a while. <laughs> I, I'm 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 done with this place for quite a, quite some time, yeah. but I'm sure I will have have to come back at some point.
0: I, I'd like to ask again uh, the girl I, who was I, w- I was talking about earlier, who did, just discovered maybe two or three weeks ago that she was a pleiadian. It mirrors the awakening that you talk about also in your book that her family members ha- are now accepting that they have abilities and they want to know more apparently Pleiadians also they some again for her because her father who passed away was also a Pleiadian. Mm-hmm. He, she found out through the the akashic records mm-hmm. with uh, talking to the other play, the other starseed do you ha, have you discovered any family members who are also starseeds
1: uh none that i am aware of Mm, uh i mean there's there's some some people in my family and friends that know that i do what i do and then there's some people that have have no idea some people are just (laughs) discovering that i that i do this it's it's very abstract and weird to um to uh some people and i'm a bit shy about telling people yes uh exactly you know who and what i am yeah um you know like i said i i I live two lives. I have the spiritual life, and then I have the duh 3D life. <laughs> then I go to work every day, and I do my job. I make a paycheck, and I'm yeah. like, "Why am I here on this planet? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I here?" So, but the real the real work is doing the messages.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. that was one of my questions. Actually, how do you? It's it all. It's in bold here in my notes. How do you stay sane and grounded with all this uh, the stuff you you've experienced and the stuff you've channeled?
1: I, I accept the fact that when I get up and I I go to the nine to five job that I'm sleepwalking. And I look at it from that perspective (laughs) that, you know, when I, I get up, I just go on autopilot. I know that this is part of this, this dense reality mm-hmm. and that we have to make money to exist here. Do you, do you think that the ETs that are visiting us from across the universe are some rich billionaires that uh, are out <laughs> visiting other planets? No. Mm-hmm. If you're going to evolve to that level, you don't have money. Mm-hmm. If you're going to evolve to that level, you will go out and spiritually connect with your ancestors and try to grow from there and try to rediscover who you are and learn about your purpose through these other cultures that were a seeding culture to your own yes. you know this the fact the fact that we have to build a culture built on money and that it takes billions of dollars to send some metal out into space with a man it is it, it's beyond ridiculous yeah. it's beyond <laughs> and you you have you, if which with some some good meditation you can look out into the universe through your mind's eye and see everything that you want to see there there's you have this astral body and you can separate it from the physical one and you can use it as your own spaceship and go out and explore the universe and meet up with other beings mm-hmm. and do that with obviously with the most positive intention yes but you are you are not restricted to these physical bodies. This is just a little, you know. Uh, basically, far as the soul is concerned, I'm sitting at the airport right now and I'm waiting for my next flight home. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I'll do a few things while I'm here at the yeah. airport. I'll meet some people. I'll write a few books and I'll I'll, I'll kill time. Yeah. And then once my <laughs> flight comes, I'm gone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I remember, again, we talked to another, uh, again, I remembered your, you mentioned you had uh, a guardian angels also with you. And I was talking with this uh, medium, he's based in Delaware, and he said that, he asked me, do you want to know what my angels look like? He asked me, I said, oh, yeah, go ahead. And then, I'm not sure, again, if, if they are the same for you. He said that they look like um, large, pre- large praying mantis. And then
1: oh, in oh, the uh, mantid. Yeah. those are ETS. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, those yeah, those
0: are ETS. Yeah, he said they were ETS. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of uh, the recent press conference of Anjali. She's, uh she, she, she had a press conference saying that she had contact with aliens and in a, in a, in a mountain somewhere in I forgot Colorado, I think. And one mm-hmm. of the E.T.s she mentioned was again a, a large uh, praying mantis. Mm-hmm. So, so are are some technically angels? Are some of them like well, technically angels are aliens? Is that correct?
1: No, I oh, know they are okay. their they are their own they are their own unique thing. They are their own species. They are sit outside in their own, of their own realm outside of what the E.T.s are. They are two different universes apart people will experience higher loving energies from these these ets that are you know fifth sixth ninth dimension and they can feel angelic to you because you are sitting in basically the basement of energy and you're like wow this is amazing it's washing over me i feel enlightened that's great but Angels are angels. They do their own their own thing. Their focus is here on Earth and in helping humanity. So they they kind of operate on their own timeline, so to speak. And they when they showed me periodically, they show up, but they they brought me into this dream, and I was walking with two other people, and I was walking through this town that was like haunted and it looked dark and scary, and I had to go into this building, and. So I go into the building and my my angels are there. Then, you know, I stand barely five, six. And um, I was at their chest height. They were a lot taller than me and broad shoulders. And they had this kind of almost peach colored skin, um, like tannish peach color. And they had these really intricate clothing on where it was heavily patterned, had all different colors in it. And there was three of them. And then they put on these, um, these black cloaks afterwards. And then on the right side of the cloak, they had these uh, symbols that look almost like the ones that you see that the paramedics have that it's like five lines that cross each other. Yes. Yes. You know, if you have one up to one down and yeah. then like two on an angle, yeah. it was just like that. And I'm like, Oh, that's where they got that symbol from. Mm. So like, if you, did you ever watch the movie with Nicolas Cage city of angels? Yes. Yes. And they all have those black jackets on. Yes. Yes. Ah, that so would that, be correct. That, ah, that would be correct.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: But I mean, when it, sometimes when I see them, I see their their wings. You can see some white feathers, some black feathers. You know, it's uh, they are they are their own energy unto themselves.
0: But they are specific for Earth. Is that what you're saying, or are they also?
1: Yeah, they are. They are more specific for Earth, and her specifically. And then they are here again because we are sitting in this dark space right now and earth, earth itself needs to ascend and they are part of that process of ascension
0: i remember again since you mentioned the hood the hood i remember one of your stories um that you were uh, again part of what you do is sometimes you you guide people to the light and while you were in the nine uh, near 911 uh, area mm-hmm. you were moving people and you rem- uh, one of your in your story that like a dark hooded entity was trying to stop you or wanted you not to do it. Yeah. It reminded me of some stories here in the Philippines. I'm not sure. Again, uh, based on your experience, you might want to tell me what this for, for, from your end of, from your experience here, uh, the, there are certain parts in the Philippines that, uh, there's, there are groups that, uh, technically they are, um, they're psychics and, Uh, They help out Mm -hmm. and they say they've experienced uh, what they would call fallen angels. Mm -hmm. And they are these tall beings in hoods and they would congregate Mm -hmm. in places where a lot of people died. So areas where we had war, they, they they would sense these beings there. And it reminded me of that dark entity that you described that wanted to stop you from moving people to the light yes are there fallen angels? have you are are there really fallen angels also
1: i would you could consider them as fallen or the this the darker energies that are entities of of this space i mean we we have light and dark here and yeah you you could say that they would be considered the uh the quote-unquote fallen mm. I don't see them as being angels. Maybe they don't look like angels any longer because they've been in the dark so long, but it was much taller than I was. And it was a huge dark figure and it came right up into my face. And I guess my protection was good, but I, I mean, I winced and closed my eyes for a minute. And then I, I kind of moved around and I got back on the uh, train and I went down to uh down to the 9-11 memorial to uh do the soul crossing so it it knew what i was uh, i was doing and it, i think that they they like people being stuck there and they they th- just feed off of their energy and they it, it's it's a version you could say of of hell yes these these stuck souls
0: i'll, I'll have the people uh listening to again to listen to your your interview with mysterious radio because you went into detail about it and uh, I think it's beautiful when you said that some people who have no belief structure they are stuck because they don't know what to do they don't know there's a, a one source and they stay because again,
1: yeah and uh, the the funny the, that that's very true that there's people that are I don't want to say you could say atheist or or just godless as people, that they have no belief in a higher power, Uh, they have no connection with spirit, they went through their entire lives and their spirit guides never connected with them and helped starting their process and lifting them up. Um, they had to remain silent, and that's kind of what happens. One fascinating thing I came across recently with our uh, our group, where we cross souls over together, sometimes was that we had uh, a group of Christians that we had the crossover to, cross over to. Mm. and this was this is the first I had ever heard of it. And um, the person that runs the group's like, yeah, they. I was told today that there there's a whole bunch of them. Some of them have been stuck here a long time. That they they had passed away and they didn't get the death. They didn't experience what they told they were going to experience that they, because they didn't see what they were told, they got stuck and there was a whole bunch of them. And, uh, usually like we, you know, you do soul crossings. There are a lot of people that come in from wars that have died in accidents um, sickness and other things like that. Sometimes there's animals that have to come through too. So we pulled them through um, or you could have uh, energies like giants or other beings like that, that are mm-hmm. stuck here too, mm-hmm. that need to be crossed over. Um, everything eventually goes back to light, but it's even within some belief systems, people are still getting stuck, wow. which is fascinating
0: because they were conditioned to believe that
1: believe exactly this is what's going to happen this is what you're going to get and they didn't see that and it, they just refused to look and they got stuck in this kind of purgatory wow <laughs> yeah it's crazy the the
0: the medium we talked to uh, told us actually that again he's he's around 50 he 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 technically got awakened to his calling around 50 years old and now he's i think 54 and he told me that again he's been seeing spirits his whole life and he said that more and more people are staying more and more people are st- he's been seeing more and more people staying meaning earthbound spirits H- have you been experiencing the same thing or is it different for you
1: no it's 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 a regular thing that people who are crossers have to send them back and the it, it, this this planet because of the the negative energy that wants to drag everything down is trying to collect more and more negative energy because it knows that the light is eventually going to win and it's putting up a, a very big fight at this time so people have to be very diligent and taking care of themselves and staying positive, no matter what it is. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what belief system you follow long as it's positive and it fulfills you and makes you happy. That's all that matters. Um, but yeah, you, you do see that happening, especially when you have wars and, you know, events like nine 11 or, um, you know, a plane crash or something like that, that, you know, I I still see people coming through regularly from uh, the civil war here in the United States. It it amazes me. It's like, they're endless. Like, Oh my God. It's like, when are they going to stop coming? It'll be fascinating after all this experiment is over to see what people were thinking and what they would think afterwards, after they were worshiping all these lower deities and elementals and what have you, and that it didn't get them anywhere. That there was always just the one God. Yes, that's the the essence or the breath of the universe. That there is there's there is nothing higher than that, and people have been deceived into worshiping, you know, different entities or ETs that visited here. And this is part of the problem with them trying to make an appearance here and visiting is that people have a humanity has had a tendency to worship higher beings and that that should never happen Mm -hmm. just because someone has technology to come here and visit or traverse different dimensions does not make them a god and that does not make them worthy of any type of praise we are all equal in the eyes of the universe you're just at different places within it
0: I remember your um channeling uh Hitler and then he mentions mm-hmm. the elite bloodlines again relating it to what you said that the ETs have the negative aligned ETs have have crossbred right is that is that what Hitler is
1: saying yes yeah into these bloodlines yeah and there these bloodlines are very fragile and can be very easily destroyed he said too but they are uh you, you, you do have this see this dark oligarchy that is working behind the scenes and you know, manipulating society. And, you know, it, it, in, in war they're on both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins, whoever wins is the winner, but to them, they're still winning, no matter what, follow the money. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, I'd i like the listeners to, to, to read your book and find out about it. Uh, you have notes also. You have notes about it as well. Yeah. When, when um, actually, uh, Sam, Sam, I'll tell part of your story. Sam reached out to us because he, again, he grew up seeing the whole spectrum and then at a certain point in his life, it stopped. We've talked to different psychics about it and they say that it's bound to come back And but two people have been have told us that they've somehow blocked Sam for some reason. And we don't know why they've blocked Sam. And uh, a light worker we talked to in Denmark told us that she's not saying with certainty, but she feels that it's probably at the agenda or uh, this global cabal that that blocked him for some reason. We don't know why also. Mm. So she's been trying to, again, this would segue to your to what you do with Reiki healing. Have you done this also for other people? I mean, unblocking?
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, with with the human body, you have the chakra systems Mm -hmm. and these chakras are almost like choke points in your energy that represent different issues and facets of the personality. Um, As we go through life and we experience different traumas, doesn't matter what they are, in positive negative what have you they have a a record that is created in the energy body that we have and they can become very out of sorts and and counterproductive to who we are and then eventually if we don't clear them out and work through the issues and you know the energy medicine helps assist the person in mm. processing their their emotions but it eventually leads to uh, physical disease. So disease always manifests in the energy body first, and then it stagnates to a point where, okay, you're not paying attention to this. Now I'm going to become something physical so you can understand and process this. So that's where you have like people getting cancer and other different diseases. Um, sometimes these things are related to past lives. People come in with different illnesses and sicknesses that are part of issues from the previous lifetime or even three lifetimes ago um, where you have something that occurs that is called life stacking. Okay. So you're building these lives up on top of each other and is these issues are kind of kind of get more and more condensed and become more of an issue for you where you might reach a point where like everything gets shut off but the point is you need to focus on yourself and start to study yourself and have little realizations about who you are and what your purpose is in the world why you how you exist within it um and that's that getting to know yourself is also getting to know god
0: yes so sam i, hear, I hope you listen to that no i'm
3: listening with, but yeah yeah I, I i i just like what you said i do have a question though I, I, don't, I don't want to sound skeptic because this is, you know, I, I do have abilities, but it's just that um, lately, uh, or is it because of the, the convergence or what's happening right now to the world? Um, there's a lot of people that claims to be Star seed Before, there, there's no such thing as starseed.
2: Mm-hmm. Before,
3: there was just like, you know, a, a certain level of uh, psychic ability, but now there's, everyone is a is a starseed apparently. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it how, because I personally do not know if I'm a starseed or not, but how do we know if they are, say, telling the truth? Because the, the difference is that, I mean, the problem there is that um, there are, of course, people that loves um, reading stuff about it, and then boom! Oh, I'm a star seed as well, without even without us without even being you know without understanding what a star seed is.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. I I totally I I I hear exactly what you're saying, and people that are moving through all these kind of spiritual dichotomies. Tend to cling on to one thing because it looks mm-hmm. attractive, attractive to them at the time. Yeah. Um. The, the people, I mean, you could say all human beings are star seeds, that we're all from somewhere else because life is spread out across the universe. It yes. just didn't emerge here from the dirt. That's just mm-hmm. not the case. Yes. <laughs> and I had been working here for for long enough and for many lifetimes to to see this. And there's been a lot of biology play with the gene pool. Um, But people who experience the visitations, the abductions, uh, the psychic connections with the ETs, these are the people that know for sure because they you know, there's people are like, Oh, I don't know what kind of star seat I am. Well, you're probably not then, you know, it's, (laughs) it's, it's one of those things, like, if you're gay, you know, you're gay, or you're not, you know, it's, (laughs) it's, it's not a, it's not a new, cool, trendy thing to do. But people, you know, these souls that are waking up to the fact that they are, have spent many lifetimes here, and they're finally waking up to this. And it's like an amazing epiphany for them to have. They're like, oh, this is why I have this feeling. And then the star seeds are like, you know, the people like me are like, they don't want to be here. They they know that this this doesn't feel like home. Like I, I walked out into my front lawn when I was a little boy, I was like four years old and I was standing there by myself. And I thought to myself, how am I ever going to make it here? <laughs> This is literally what went through my mind.
0: Yes, yes.
1: How am I going to make it here? I don't belong here. And, and this this is something that from, from the moment you open your eyes, when you're born, you are connected with and you know. It's either know or you don't know. It's not a, you know, it's not a cool, new, trendy thing to do. It's just the reality of being and people recognize that they are. There is also souls that are earth souls that have only ever reincarnated here. Um you know, where I've been out into the universe for billions of years. And that sounds crazy and insane to people, but I I look through different eyes than other people have. And I my experience of myself is differing. Every Every day, every week, every month, it starts, it just continues to change. And things that I think that I understand spiritually can be completely destroyed next month. The, the ETs have fun doing that with you, too, where you're like, oh, you've, you've mastered this. You think you understand that? We're going to blow up your entire goddamn world next month, and you're going to be humiliated into feeling like you know nothing all over again. Don't worry. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people that are making youtube videos that you know want to (laughs) be the center of attention the star look at i'm a star seed look how fabulous i am Mm -hmm. um yeah this is complete malarkey um it (laughs) it, if if you that is something that you feel compelled to do great but there's a lot of people that are just false prophets and they they want to have big followings of people and they, <laughs> they want to tell you exactly what's what. And this is one of the things that irritates me with the ET community too, is that there are people, and I'm not claiming to know anything about anything. Yeah. I'm just a regular guy. I get yeah. up and go to work every day and I write my little books and that's it. But there are people that will tell you in- absolute certainty that they they know everything about everything this <laughs> this race does this yes. this race is from yes. here yes. really ha- have you been there yeah or did you just <laughs> did you just read this on the internet yeah I mean y- you're gonna tell me exactly what these races are and what they look like. when was the last time you were in the Pleiades yeah. <laughs> Did you have you seen all the different cultures that are there and all the different beings? Because what you're showing me that are the pictures of them, and what I see are the beings that are showing up in my house are two different universes. <laughs> so,
0: so, Craig, what do you see? What how, how uh, again? This is from uh, Sam, see and see Olivia, one of the guests we have. That again, she she started, uh, she realized that she was a starseed. and. She's been seeing blue people, blue skinned people approach her. Mm-hmm. Are they the same for you, for Pleiadians?
1: Um, no, mm-hmm. no. I mean, a lot of who visits me are more the, I want to say, kind of grayish. Not They don't, they're not grays though. But if you, you vision in your mind what the grays look like, mm-hmm. now envision like, 20 other species, maybe 30 that look similar to that, that come in different heights, shapes, sizes, some are brown, some have like white skin, almost like a dolphin. Mm. Um, so, you know, some are, are black. I mean, it's, there are so many variations of that body type is blown my mind. So I decided that, you know, I'm not going to, no, ever I, know yeah. absolutely <laughs> who is who or what is yeah, what because yeah. there is a rainbow of different people coming and going and then with when i had my um my car accident i was abducted that night mm-hmm. and i was taken to this facility and everybody was white was like anglo white yeah and I'm like, I don't know if this is ET or not, or these humans that have abducted me for some weird US program or whatever. But I remember coming in over this building. I recognized the building from another dream experience I had because it looked like like a housing facility, almost like barricades. Mm -hmm. They're all red brick. And I remember coming in feeling like you're floating. And then I'm being, I'm fighting these two guys who are dragging me down a hallway. And then they throw me in a room sitting in a chair in front of a desk. And then I was questioned and that's all I remember. Wow. But there was enough pieces within that experience that I recognized from other things that I thought were dreams were not dreams. And they were all, I guess, quasi, you could say human looking. I, don't know who they were, where, where I was, or what have you. Um, and, you know, and there's times I've been on ships where they're doing medical stuff. And the one being I deal with who's the doctor is probably four, four and a half feet tall and Brown and has this pushed back head. And he has, it's almost like scalloped, like three bumps going back. Yes. Yes. And then he's wearing a tight blue Lycler shirt, with like, on the, on the sleeve, short sleeves, it was like this gold band around each side of that. And then I'm, I'm sitting there on the medical table and it, it feels like a regular doctor's office. This is one of the bizarre <laughs> things that happens in abductions. Yeah. These rooms look very human. And like they're mimicking our world to a certain degree. So it's less shocking, I
0: guess. Are they projections?
1: I don't think they are. I think that they alter your consciousness and one of the weird things that happens when you're in these experiences is that you're you're present in your body and then you're also watching from your astral body so you're having these really bizarre out of body experiences almost like they they kind of segue your consciousness outside of yourself while they're dealing with you and it and if I'm being honest it feels like there's there's a partition in my brain where this there's one reality here and then there's another reality that they know on this other side and they can put you onto one side or the other almost like at will it's it's it is truly bizarre
0: as in they can move that they can they can move you wherever i mean when when you're in that place they can yes. move you yeah
1: yes and then sometimes you become conscious and then you snap and then you wake up and you're like where am i like whoa <laughs>
0: So 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 after that car accident, where where did you find yourself waking up in this back in your physical body?
1: I yeah I woke up back in my bed. I was still sore. I was frightened. I I went to a friend of mine who was a psychic and had her do a healing on me, and she was like, "Yeah, they were checking." this implant that you have there's like this this like filament fiber that goes from like your rib over to like where your heart they wanted to make sure everything wasn't knocked out of place i'm like well that's weird
0: (laughs) (laughs) you again you mentioned in your interview with mysterious radio that you had a friend named kathleen and when you when you, when you described her, you said, oh, she's a friend who has a better telephone. <laughs> so does that mean uh, she had, she's a better channeler? Is that
1: oh yes, yeah, yeah. Her and my my uh, friend Risa are. Um, I mean, they're they're my friends, but they're also mentors to me. Where I I learn a lot from them, and they're uh, very talented psychic mediums. I don't consider myself a medium. I have a hard time doing that. So like when I channel. It's usually just strictly stream of consciousness. So I sit down at the kitchen table and I say, okay, I'm ready. And then a sentence just rolls through my mind and I grab onto that and I start writing and I follow. And sometimes I'm like, slow down, slow down, slow down. (laughs) And then, you know, I I now gotten to the point where I can sit in front of the computer and type and do it. But for a long time, like the, for the first two books I did, uh, the vessel of one and boost our prophecy. I wrote all of that by hand, Whoa. and then had to type it. And now I finally graduated, where I can <laughs> type it. Thank God.
2: <laughs> I can
0: I can just imagine you writing all of this down.
1: I have notebooks upon notebooks. Yes, I I just I had to reach that point where I I guess I was secure enough with it, where I I didn't feel like I was cheating or something that. Mm-hmm. It, you know, cause you always question when you're doing this type of work yes. or when you're having psychic experiences, mm-hmm. is this real? Yes, And then it borders on the very edge of imagination. And that's the point where you start picking up this information and you have to be able to step into that space and trust that you're not making this up. And that's, I, I've heard other psychics say that too. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm just making this stuff up. And then the people say, Oh, my God, you're right. That's the best thing I've ever heard. So it's like, <laughs> it, it just like, you don't know where it comes from. Yeah. Like sometimes, and it's just, you, you have to kind of develop this trust with this, with the spirit world. And uh, it, it takes you to some strange places for sure.
0: We had the psychic tell us that she regressed and saw her past life. And she told us that, I know I'm unimaginative i'm very I'm a very imaginative person, but that was out of what I could imagine. She could see herself uh in like a tribal uh outfit it, uh she she looked different, not human but humanoid, and she said, "I'm imaginative, but that was out there. It's impossible for me to think about that. so she took it as a real uh experience or something that was sent to her for her to see yeah same thing as you yeah
1: and in part one of the obstacles that i'm running up against because like in blue star they're talking about things that get into the quantum mainframe of reality it's in quantum physics and uh, you know i i only graduated from community college i am not by any measure the smartest guy in the room Mm -hmm. you know i i I read a lot and i study and what have you but the when I'm writing this stuff, I'm like, I, I don't have vocabulary for what you're trying to describe to me. I yes. don't, I don't understand this. So like, sometimes yeah. they're just using simple pictures to describe it. And then I kind of have to let that decompress to a point where I can understand it. Yeah. And I'll have to go in, in look up stuff. Like when I was, I was having a conversation that I wrote down in the book, um, when I was speaking with the spirit of the sun mm-hmm. I woke up in my bed and then the, the the spirit that's connected with the sun called Octopolis was connecting with me. So I Mm-mm. did the channel for it. And I, I just was like, it was so much bigger than anything I'd talked to. It was just like, yeah. it was immeasurable. And it was like, you can't, you're connecting with things you can't even begin to wrap your mind around. And you're like, I, I don't, I'm very humbled by this, but I'm like, also extremely curious like yeah why me yes you know like what's what the hell's so special about me like why are you talking to me and it, this and the sun's telling me how it's a binary star i'm like there's only one star there what do you mean binary <laughs> star like like then i did some research and like most stars start off as two stars one eats the other or you know one will fade away and fall off and there's there's theories that what was like either? I'll probably get this wrong, but either Saturn or Jupiter it used to be like a, a a red dwarf at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different theories on it that you can look up, but yeah. it, this it's information that I could never pretend to know in a yes. million years. <laughs> I, I just I just don't, you know. I you know, I D was for diploma. I just got out of high school by the skin of my teeth, so it's just. <laughs> Doing the best I can for these guys here to try to um, articulate information why they thought that I was a good vessel for their message bringing these kind of messages is beyond me. Maybe it makes it more authentic and real. You know, I'm not, I'm not a scientist and yeah. I'm not a doctor <laughs> or anything. So,
0: so it's all added work for you. They're giving you additional work. You have to decipher whatever they're sending your way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's and you you sit there and you, sometimes it's, you know, a message, you talk to John Lennon, it's cool, I like John a lot, and I like when he gives me messages, and you know, he's usually talking about peace, love, light, you know, those are easy messages, but then when you get into different messages from, like, the Pleiades, where they're trying to articulate these really hard um quantum yeah. things that are going on and the energies that are transpiring. It's like, uh, show me a picture. What does this <laughs> look like? Like I just, I I can't wrap my head around what this is. And and this is the thing where I was saying, they constantly blow up what I think is real. I, When I think I've finally discovered and understood my reality, it gets destroyed all over again. And this goes for my concept of what is God that keeps constantly changing and evolving for me. It, it just, I, I think I'll be in tune with it. And I'm like, yeah, this this is this. And so there's the singularity point. We each have a singularity point in our heart. And like, yeah, I i, I get what God is. And then just, no. Something new. You, you still don't understand. You're not even close. You're not even in the same universe. this it, It's bigger than you can understand.
0: But do you get to ask them when you're channeling? Do you get to like, Wait, wait, what does that mean? Do you, you get to do that?
1: I Sometimes they will handle questions for me, but usually not. Mm. And then sometimes it'll, there's been times that there's been things that I've been actively thinking about and I'll sit down and they'll give me a channel in accordance to what I was thinking about or I was trying to, de- to de- decipher at some point. So like in a roundabout way, they do come back and answer my questions, but it's... Uh, Like I said, I'm not a a very good telephone. I'm I'm usually a a one-way connection. (laughs) Sometimes I do get my questions answered and that's cool. But uh, a lot of times it's, uh, I'm their secretary and I'm just taking notes.
0: Have you gotten the message that, uh, or or probably researched it or heard about it with your channels that they use the negative aligned, or I'm not sure if just negative aligned, but some ETs use volcanic eruptions as, like, recharging, recharging whatever energy vessels they have.
1: I have not heard that. No, mm-hmm. I mean that is one of the the realities that there, um, especially in this universe, there there are uh, positive and negative energies. There are definitely uh, negative ETs here. Um, I think people give them too much credit for what they think that they can do mm-hmm. um it, it there's i would say there's too much power given to you know oh they're doing this they're doing that yeah yeah they're they're definitely there in the shadows um and there's some there's some dark agendas that are still trying to be played out but they're not going to win yeah
0: Craig, thank you for i know uh, I, just, I just have a few more questions if it's okay with you sure go ahead is contact coming? I mean, they're saying uh, again. I'm getting different stories from again different people who have experienced the ETs, and there some some groups are saying that um, it, it it they're leaving us to our free will. They will not contact us. If they proceed with real contact with right now, it's probably for a different reason. Meaning they're probably negative aligned. Uh, have you been getting messages about first contact or I mean well contact?
1: Well the 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 funny part about this I mean you have the US government that's yes. you know re- releasing videos which yes. makes me laugh. And, and and I sat there and I was thinking about this and I'm like this really is a joke. <laughs> they they could have they could have produced the same type of video and done this to us in the 50s. Yes. And they they know as much then as they know now and they probably have information and technologies from these ones that they've worked with. And a lot of people have come forward and said that this has been true. I'm like, okay, Uh, I I have no information about that personally. Um, But since the days of the Bible, contact has been happening. They they have all they have always been here. They would tell you that they supplanted you. They have always been here. Contact has always been happening, and they are making their presence known constantly. And they want it to be on the terms where you understand individually. If you have to turn on, uh, you know, ABC or Fox and friends for them to tell you that (laughs) aliens are real. Well, then you are in a sad state of affairs. (laughs) Turn off the news because there is no truth coming through the news. When people need to, you know, they can reach out energetically to them and connect with them. There's groups, uh, Like Doctor Greer does that too, where they're doing—was it CE5 or something like that? Where they have—they're doing sightings and connecting. You know, that's that's great. That's a positive step forward. Um, I don't agree with everything that he says personally, Mm -hmm. but I think his his heart is in the right place and he's moving in the right direction. We are just kind of in a point where we have to filter out all those who are trying to control us. And that's kind of what it comes down to. They are here. They have been here. They're always going to be here. If I mean, in the '50s, there was within seven days there was two mass sightings right over Washington D.C. Yes, yes, they've already told us they were here. I mean, it's there's there's no mystery. We're, yeah. we're if it, it, it makes me laugh, people are like, I don't believe in no aliens. Yeah. I'm like, there's like a billion photos on the internet. Yes. I mean, I've had my own personal sightings where I've seen them. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, we, we need to grow up as a species and accept that we're not alone. The entire universe is teeming with life on the microscopic level and the, and the grander scale. I mean, you're talking about races that have folded time and space. So if you take a piece of white paper, you fold it in half, you take a pen and you poke a hole in it, you've just punctured and gone through space time. Mm-hmm. That is what they're doing. They're folding it. Yeah. And, they, I don't. We just need to step up and spiritually evolve. We need to get ourselves to the next level where we can start interacting with them and stop being afraid and fearful. And you know, our all of our industries are built around the min into the uh, military. We're we're like murder incorporated down here. So why are they gonna make a huge, huge effort and say, hey, we want to be friends and? Can you please not point your guns at us? Because that's not cool.
0: That's one of the theories of the of of people that the reason uh, the, the your government came out with the the UAP reports was because they're starting to slant the the narrative that uh, all ETs are. Uh, hostile or something like that. Mm-hmm. The, yes,
1: so. yes, and that is that exactly what the narrative is going to be. Mm. This outside of coronavirus, this is the next big thing that you're Mm-mm. you're to be afraid of. Yeah. And if they start preaching that, do not listen because it is total malarkey. It is total, total rubbish. They want to. Re- they want to remain in control. They want to keep the fear paradigm going. They want to keep you on that low third. 3d negative paradigm don't listen to it. it is total bs all of it
0: thank you craig we'll end with that uh, thank you for being a guest uh, you're welcome uh, how how can people uh read your books and uh, where can they catch you online
1: uh they can find me at dimensional healings or dimensional hyphen healings.com i am on facebook under the vessel of one I'm on Instagram under the vessel of one. And you can also find my books on both Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Okay.
0: Thank you, Craig.
1: You're welcome. Thank you
0: for taking the time. Uh, It was really eye-opening for for me. (laughs) Thank you so much.
1: Anytime. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thank you to Craig for giving us the time to pick your brain about your experiences with all kinds of spirits and entities. I promise you, Craig has a lot more interesting channeled sessions written in The Blue Star Prophecy and The Vessel of One. I'll put the links to Craig's books in the show notes. As mentioned in the intro, I put the link to Craig's previous conversation with Mysterious Radio. I really, really, really enjoyed that episode. Craig also mentioned his website, dimensional healingscom If you wish to book a session with him, you can find more information there. If you've been a long-time listener, you know there are episodes that I re-listen to again and again. And I tell you, and I tell the audience, uh, this is an episode I will listen to again and again. I think you can include this to your re-listen playlist. There are things I understood more while I was editing it compared to when we had the initial conversation. So there will be things that will come to you uh, in due time. I'm pretty sure three months from now, when I listen to this, more realizations, more understandings will come out. I was in a different state of mind when I first talked to Craig. And and when I was editing this, I don't know if it was synchronicity or what it was, but everything seemed to make sense because of the recent conversations I've also had with other people. If there are things that Craig said that struck a chord, we can continue the conversation in our Discord server Please look at the show notes for the invite link. If you want to share your story via email, you can reach us through paranormalsph at gmail.com. This episode is a lot to unpack. I cannot condense my thoughts into a few sentences just to expound on what they are. But I hope you can join me in Discord and we can discuss all the things that Craig mentioned. And uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. So see you there. The Paranormal Podcast is engineered and produced by F90 Productions. If you have the time, please rate and review our show on whatever platform you follow. All these little things go a long way in helping us keep this podcast sustainable. Thank you for listening.
2: Ayan, tahimik na. Nandiyan pa ba ang mga LL beeps.
0: Nakikinig pa ba talaga kayo? Wala na ba kayong magkawa? <laughs> Wala na ako masabi dito. Pero, sige, nagpaparamdam lang ako kasi baka naghanday talaga kayo, eh, di ba? Well, uh, kaya nasabi ko, meron tayong mga pa, parang pabingo. May pabingo! May pabingo! Para sa maunang tatlo na LL peeps na mag-message sa akin sa Discord, uh, or mag-hashtag LL, yung mauna ha, ibibigay akong maliit na bagay related to this episode. So, surprise na lang ba O diba? May pakinabang pagiging Latak Listener. So, salamat sa pakikinig. Uh, sana marami kayo na pick up ako. Medyo marami akong tingna-try-intindihin noong una naming pag-uusap. Ayun. Ah, talaga nung after nung nung ini-edit ko na nga Mas nagbi-make sense yung ibang sinasabi niya kasi nung ikuwento ko sa inyo, nung una ko siyang kinakausap, gusto ko marinig yung mga kinwento niya sa doon sa Mysterious Radio kasi ang dami niyang kinwento na sobrang interesting ng eh? mga na channel niya, na channel niya si Hitler. May sinabi siya about uh medyo controversial pero minasabi nasa, siya about sa Vatican, mayroon silang secret doon. I mean, again, these are just from Channeled uh, spirits, sinasabi niya. And, of course, meron ETs rin, di ba? Pero, mas nasabi niya yung sa mga spirits na sinachannel. So, sobra akong na-interested doon. And, may, na, may nakwento siya doon sa Mysterious Radio na, yung about kung bakit stuck yung ibang spirits here on Earth. Like si Hitler. Parang, bakit siya, dito pa siya? Dahil, sobra sa mga siya? O parang, kagaya yung sinabi ni Jeff, Marana, you make your own hell. Di ba? so, Ang dami yung sinabi doon na ano. Sana mapakinggan ganyo Promise. Pakinggan nyo yun sa Mysterious Radio. Medyo ganong kalight lang yung usap rin. Iba. Iba yung mga napag-usapan don, So I hope mapuntahan nyo yun. Pero ayun. Oh, message nyo Tag hashtag LL. May pa-surprise tayo jan Kita-kita sa next episode. Thank you guys.